Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. It's episode 120. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Uh, each week on Geeks Unleashed, we bring you some geeky news. We catch up on our pop culture lives and bring you a review of something adapted from the comic book or gaming world. Yes. Ooh, and we got we got one of my favorites this week. But before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like this video and subscribe to our channel. And be sure to leave a comment and let us know what you're excited to see, what you want to talk about, how you feel about Super Mario Brothers, the movie from 1993. Um, and if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, also, just a little reminder that Ko-Fi is available for you to tip us some cash and help us pay for the running of this content. So mm -hmm. uh, any donation is greatly appreciated. Indeed. All right. We got a special treat for you guys. But before we get there, we're talking about Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Inspired, obviously, by... Nintendo and the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers games. So 1983, throwing it all the way back. The arcade game was developed and published by Nintendo. It was designed by Shigeru Miyamoto and Junpei Yokyo. Um, and we're going to highlight some of the games that have come out over the years. Not every single one, because I'll be honest with you. There's too many. There's way too many. They had games licensed for, by um they licensed out games and then yes. have to, to Ubisoft, Philips, Hudson. There there's been educational games, there's been Mario Karts, which I'm sure you're aware of. There's been yes. loads of sport, there's been loads of sport ones, Mario and Sonic, uh, which is actually quite weird to think about. Uh the Olymp Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, there's Mario Golf, there's Mario Baseball, there's Mario Tennis. But anyway, all kicked off uh, in 1983, as Jasmine said, on the arcade game. But then in 1985, Mario got his own side-scrolling game mm. on the Nintendo Entertainment System, commonly referred to as the NES. So uh that was the first one. Yes. Then that was followed up a year later by Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, and then a little bit later, in 1988, we got Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we got Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. Uh, I think that was followed up by another two, I think, on the Game Boy as well. But, yeah. Um, and then, is it about eight years later, 1996, uh -huh. the, the N64 came out. Big, oh, big man. thing. So, um, I used to love Star Fox. Not related to Mario, but Star Fox used to be my favorite game on the on the 64. I know, by the way, uh, people probably say that. I know there was games on the NES as well, on the Super Net, Nintendo, sorry. Super NES um, was my introduction to Mario. Um, so Mario 64 came out in 1996. And then we've got Mario... Super Mario Sunshine, which was on the GameCube. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. And oh, most yeah, sorry, recently. That sorry, that was yeah. in 2007, sorry. Yeah, then there was a big gap. And most recently we got, well, other than all of the bajillion iterations of Mario Kart, we got Super Mario Odyssey for Switch in 2017. Which I played and completed in January. Well, I say completed, I completed the main story. I've not done 100% completion or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been also, um, anyway, uh, we'll talk about more about our own experiences in a minute. Yes. Um, I was about to skip ahead then. So. But first, we got we got some people to get together. Because I think, especially everybody like around our age, we all have some kind of Mario story. Um so we're going to share 
some Mario stories with you. So I'm just going to take over for a second. Hey, Mark and Jasmine, Geeks Unleashed, what's going on? I hear you're doing a review of Mario Brothers, so good luck rewatching that one or watching it for the first time. Hope you have a good time doing that. But it's Nick here from Comic Culture. I do a lot of reviews on YouTube, on comic books, and other things like that, also on Instagram, so check me out there. But I want to do a little bit of a show and tell for some of the Mario Brothers stuff that I have still from my childhood, which I think is uh, pretty cool and fortunate because I know a lot of us lost things along the way. I am so lucky to have these still in my life, starting with my original Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt from the NES. Oh and I was I obsessed so many hours with Duck Hunt. I don't think obsessed. I ever had, a, ever had a zapper gun, but my best friend did growing up, so we would do that. But Mario Brothers was, was definitely a game that I played so, so much, and I absolutely loved it. Then we moved over to Mario Brothers 3. I don't think we played 2 very much because it was just so much so different, right? And so we jumped over right over to Mario Brothers 3, sunk so many hours into this one as well. Absolutely love that. This is actually my wife's from when she was younger, so she still has that one laying around. Then we jumped over into Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64. I don't have a lot of hours into this game because I didn't have a 64 growing up. This was my wife's copy here, but some of my friends did have a 64, and I was loving this like 3D landscape that they just created, which we're going to cover in just a little bit as we keep going. And then over the last couple of years, I actually got my hands on a Nintendo 3DS, and we have Super Mario 3D Land right here, very reminiscent of Super Mario 64. So we went ahead. And I never played that one. Up that Mario one. Kart Seven. Man, this was such a crazy thing. Uh, I didn't play a lot of it on 64, 3DS. but it's right here. Is that what you're playing now on DS? Into the Switch. Now no, the Switch I'll was show you an minute. opportunity for my daughter to really get into Mario Brothers. And when she was younger, when this game came out, we were binging it like crazy. The wife was involved. We actually ended up beating the game and getting a lot of the, you know, the sons and collectibles and things like that. We're talking about Mario Brothers Odyssey. And man, we sunk so many hours in this. It felt like every single night after we got this game, we'd curl up on the couch, all three of us. One of us would be Cappy, which I got right there. One of us would be Mario. And, you know, whoever was Cappy, their whole objective was just to mess with whoever was Mario at the time. <laughs> So Odyssey was incredible. And then we got Super Mario uh, Kart Deluxe 8, man. And this was you, man. So, so Friendship fun. Destroyer. We loved 7 on the other platforms. And, you know, when we played around in the 64 one, it was great. But this was my daughter's introduction into the Mario Kart world. And we absolutely love it. So I hope you enjoyed that little show and tell of Mario Brothers, the things I still have from my childhood, things I'm collecting uh, until this day. And I'm just so... Glad that like this franchise stayed alive. It's so fun. Uh, it's 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 for all ages, sure for sure. My daughter is into it. She absolutely loves it, and we're very much looking forward to the animated movie coming out here very soon as well. Anyways, have a good show. Anyways, have a good show, guys. I appreciate you. We'll see y'all next time. That's so fun. I love that Mario is like family friendly. Oh, Mario is literally the family franchise. Well, yeah. I know Disney Disney is, but Mario of the gaming world. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Cookie from Just Little Podcast. So for me, Super Mario started when I was a kid. So uh, I was born in the 80s, product of the 90s. But my brother and I used to stay all the time playing Super Mario Brothers. Um, I just I love that game so much. So the fact that we're going to get a new movie is just fantastic. And I, I'm super excited for this thing. The video game has been part of my childhood for so long that it's like, I just hope they do a really good job in fulfilling all of the nostalgia that people have, like myself and people. Yeah. Who I'm nervous about the new movie. Many people who haven't played Super <laughs> Mario, but 
it's it started for me with uh nes and then it went to super nes and super nes is where it shone for me the most like i i had the opportunity to play it on nintendo 64 but for me it was always super nintendo playing with always my brother. just going through the entire island was such a magical moment and it's like anytime i pick up that super nintendo controller i'm transported back to the 90s and I'll share my thoughts on my well what, what, after this video we're gonna talk about our own yeah that's right okay so we are on to another friend of ours look at Herm all decked out in his Mario gear some big Herm collectibles um backlog bro PCP army bad batch what what's a backlog bro I still don't know um station to you all um of course this is the video about Mario since the movie is coming out soon and I can't wait to see it with the family. Um, Mario, every generation loves Mario, man. Like, it's true, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. Our, our, our childhood life. Um, I remember being a, a, a little kid waiting for the Nintendo, you know, the first Nintendo to come out. I go, I go back then, you know what I mean? And uh, what, in 86 or something, I was six years old or something like that. And I remember my cousins having it. And finally, on my birthday, I got one. With the, you know, with the, with the, with the gun and all that. With yes! Duck Hunt. Oh, like, Duck Hunt. I'm telling you, man. The first one. And uh, try to beat it and stuff. Like, it took me a long time. I finally beat it. But, you know, the, the King Koopa and stuff, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like that. But, but I just remember all my cousins and everybody in the house. You know what I mean? Uh, playing it. Playing it for hours. And, and stuff like that. Uh, and, of course... Uh, the movie that came out, which I can't, can't remember the name of the, the name of the movie, but it had, uh, but it had, uh, it featured Super Mario, Super Mario three, which everybody was waiting for that, waiting in the theater to, uh, <laughs> online for like an, over an hour to get in the theater to finally watch that movie, to get a glimpse of Mario three that had the raccoon, you know what I mean? He's, you could be a frog, you know, the little flute, <laughs> traveling, you guys know the game, um, yeah, but you had the cartoons, excuse me. <laughs> um, I'm probably leaving that in there. But um, yeah, you had the cartoon cartoon and all that. So yeah. I yeah. never watched the cartoon. What What else to say about Mario? I dominated my childhood. So um, yeah, that's what Mario meant to me. You know what I mean? Like it was my child, my whole childhood right there in the beginning. You know what I mean? I was, even before Sonic the Hedgehog, everybody knows I love Sonic. Um, of course, I had to mention him here, but um, it's all about <laughs> Mario and... Uh, it's, it's great that he's coming out. They're coming out with the new movie and stuff like that. And he will always be alive and alive. Nintendo. Nintendo. They did their did their thing with Mario. And he is still. He's still doing his thing. Uh, until this day, day. Trying to save that princess. Because for whatever reason. That princess continues. To get <laughs> what the heck is going on? What's going on with the princess, man? Teach us, teach us some, some, some karate, karate or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, something, for real. You, know what I mean? but, uh... you have to stop moving. I'll wrap it up there. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe every time just... you move the mouse, it gets uh... it gets wonky. Okay. Well, we'll move on to the next one, which is a slightly short video. Uh, this is Manny. What's up, Mark and Jasmine? So, Jasmine, so. So I absolutely love Mario Brothers. In fact, the first film I saw in theaters was the theaters was the Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Classic. No way. 
the Super Mario Brothers. But my Mario journey starts in 1990. I wish I could say I got in on the ground floor in 1986, but I was one. I didn't get my any <laughs> until my fifth birthday party, and I remember it vividly. Mine, like so many others, came packaged with Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers. Duck Hunt. To say that I was not awestruck would be an understatement. I hadn't experienced a world that was always moving forward, always growing in a video game. My grandmother worked for Atari and I was used to most of my platforms. What? How cool. On screen right away at the beginning. This was something new. This was something different. It was amazing then and it's amazing now. Since the GameCube, the Nintendo has been the console of choice at the Mindiola house. My wife is a fan of every Mario game. But her favorites are Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and the Paper Mario series. My children love Mario Kart. Of they course. Seven-year-old daughter just had a Mario-themed birthday party. Oh, that's cute. At the new Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination is not on the top of our must-see list. Would definitely be underselling it. And I will never, never miss an opportunity to gush about the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That is so I love, fun. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Like, the, the Mario family. Basically. Yeah, that's what I love about it. It's just so, it's like like family activities. Like everybody can get in on the nerdness. It didn't seem to like that at the beginning. So I will press play from the beginning and not touch my mouth. Hey everybody, Brian here, host of the TV, the TV and Movie Trivia podcast. The podcast all about TV and, TV and movie trivia. Here to, here to talk about Mario and what the character and the game game uh, have meant to me and and honestly i just they're going to go down in my book as some of the greatest of all time they're timeless classics yeah uh, mario was one of the first games i ever played on an nes and to this day still probably one of the hardest games i have ever played <laughs> uh, uh it's a relative relatively simple design but still one of the most difficult things i've ever had to do in to do in a video game which just uh makes it so much fun makes it so much easy so easy to replay as often yeah. as you want again i just love the mario games the character uh and every everything else that mario is involved in and i'm just here for the new movie and i uh, can't wait to see it timeless classic in my book uh again i'm brian host of the tv and movie trivia podcast uh if you enjoy answering trivia questions like What's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? Uh, what do you say to view the Marauder's map? Uh, what are the colors of each Infinity Stone? I hereby solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Uh, as well as, as what song does Ron Burgundy sing to the Channel 4 news team when he's trying to tell them what love is? Again, come by and check out my podcast, TV and Movie Trivia. Again, uh, that's all I got, and I will see you guys later. Uh, that's so fun. I completely forgot that the first Mario was attached to Duck Hunt. Yeah, they, I think they, they repackaged it or something like that. Um, but anyway, thanks, Brian. That's the first collaboration we've ever done with Brian of any sort. So we've known Brian for a couple of years now. So uh, anyway, jumping on to our last video, it is a colleague of ours uh, from the Bad Batch and a uh, and my co-host from when I covered The Last of Us on Instagram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Station, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Missing Link. Just coming at you guys real quick with my thoughts. Mario, to me, first and foremost, is an icon. Yeah. 
for generations, obviously. But beyond that, he's a hero. Mario showed that you could be a hero no matter where you come from, what your background is. Um, you don't gotta gotta be the tallest, most ripped guy to be a hero. You can have a, you can be super short and have a and be a plumber. <laughs> I spent many many hours on the Mario sixty four. For home screen, just playing with his face as opposed to playing the actual game. Testament <laughs> how great Mario is. I remember in 1999, I was 11. Um, I just got an Nintendo 64. My older cousin and I stayed up all night playing the first Mario because I wanted to go through game history and beat the first Mario since he had it. And we couldn't save at the time. We had to and we had to leave the console on, which we weren't supposed to because my grandma was mad about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up beating it, beating it. Like we got to Bowser, we stayed up all night, got to Bowser, and had to stop until the next day. Oh, ended up beating him, but just good memories. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Apologies to people listening. Uh, to be honest, I'm firstly thankful for everybody that we got asked. To yeah, that was fun. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, firstly, it was yeah, it was brilliant. But anyway, thank you so much, firstly, for those people that contributed. And it'll allow us to have our own conversation uh, about our yep. thoughts and feelings on the character. Now, um, do you want to go first or should I go first? I mean, mine is real small. Like I said, I I completely, until just now, like I completely forgot Duck Hunt and Mario were one uh, NES game. So I played a lot of Duck Hunt. Uh, when I was that young, but I didn't ever play that version of Mario. My first time playing Mario was Super Mario World on the Super NES. And I just loved it. It was so colorful and it was fun, but it was also like difficult. I love the music. Uh, the one thing I didn't like is like, uh, um, it was like they said, it's like, it, it's hard. Like it's a hard game to play. Like something about those platformers where you can't go backwards. Like once the screen moves, that's it. Like yeah. there's, there is nowhere to run. So there were definitely plenty of times where like I got stuck trying to jump over like a, what do you call those things? Like a ton, a tunnel, a portal. I kept trying to jump over them and then I oh, missed yeah, yeah. my window and like got crushed because the screen was moving. Oh yeah. That's yeah. not every, that's not every level, but there are levels where the screen yeah. does move and it is really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Like you get caught by the screen. You get yes, exactly. The screen. I, I get killed by the screen plenty of times. Yeah. Um, well, yeah that creates an extra. Yeah. Um, yeah challenge along the way so, yeah uh my my so my um I, I just remember as a kid it was like i think now you can be a multi-console household yeah but back in the 80s and the 90s it was like you have one yes like oh, very much was you'd go to a person's house and they had a a sega genesis slash mega drive um or they had a super nintendo or mm -hmm. whatever it was I remember my cousin uh, had a master system. He was the only person I knew that had a master system. Um, we we used to, our first console was a Mega Drive, which I know you guys call it Genesis. Uh, but then I had loads of other friends that had a Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't I don't remember many people having a a Nintendo. Uh, or, that was my older cousin. Uh, like the people that were older than me all had yeah. a Nintendo. Um, yeah. I used to watch my cousins play Zelda all the time on Nintendo. I never got into Zelda. Uh, but like the first console that I got was a Super NES. Yeah, well, yeah our first console was a Mega Drive, and then um, I'm trying to think after that, what did I get? 
I didn't get a Sega Saturn. It looked pretty cool. I do remember the Sega Saturn. Uh, I then got a Dreamcast. I remember the Dreamcast. Uh, And then I got a PlayStation 1, then a PlayStation 2. I only got a 3 just to play one game, and that was The Last of Us. And then I I sold it. Literally, after I completed it, I sold it. I didn't care. I was like, I ain't got time for games. I'm old now. Um, But now I've got a PlayStation 4. Never too old. I know, no, I know, I know. Now I've got a PlayStation 4, a Switch, a Wii, a PS2. Yeah, I um, think that's the beauty of like being an adult at yeah. this point. Like you can just kind of buy at your own leisure versus oh. like being a kid. And it's like whatever my parents paid for is what I got. So I'll be honest. With you. So uh, when I was a child, uh, I, I, I can't remember. I think I was like getting as an older child, maybe like teenage-ish years i got a game boy the original classic gray block game mm-hmm. boy. i later on followed that with the game boy advanced and i can't remember if it was purple or clear purple like the clear purple mm-hmm. um i've no idea where any of those are um and then i kind of forgot about nintendo like um uh, and then at christmas and this is kind of where it went a bit weird for me was like i'd for years i'd wanted a switch for years so here 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 she is uh she i'll call her a she <laughs> or he like, and uh here he is it feels a bit weird to call it a he um, <laughs> here she is and um anyway i got that on christmas day last year and i played mario odyssey and i was playing it pretty much all the time yeah and um and i've completed the main story and there's and then it, it, you've, there's other levels etc but i absolutely love it and then after that i was like I want to play other stuff. So I went and got myself a, a 3DS XL. Fancy, uh, fancy. Now I just cover that off by saying there was a lot of stuff I traded in and I didn't actually, there was no cash produced in the, the, the purchase of that. Um, and then I got this, uh, which is the new Super Mario Brothers on 3DS. So there hadn't been a line of Mario's for ages. And this mm-hmm. is the new, the new line. Um. And then I've probably got a bit nuts uh, myself and managed to get Yoshi on the 3DS. Oh. Um, Mario Kart 7. Yes. Uh, Mario and Sonic at uh, the Olympics 2012. You should keep that one handy. <laughs> it's going to come very um, handy this month. Princess Peach. And, oh, actually, this game here, which, like you just said, Sonic Rush. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those are my only 3DS games. Um, I've picked up a few on the Wii. I'll just show you a couple. Do you still use your Wii? So the Wii we actually got this year. I, so oh, okay. I had, a Wii, I had a Wii years ago mm-hmm. and wasn't using it, so I sold it. Now I wish I hadn't sold it, but anyway. Uh, so I bought bought it again. Uh, twenty pounds cost twenty pounds. Uh, anyway, so I've got Super Mario Brothers. Wii, which is very similar to the 3DS version. Okay. Um, I got given this the other day, uh, Mario Kart. Oh, Wii. nice. Um, uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. And uh, on the Switch, I haven't got all the cases near me, but we've got Mario Kart Deluxe, uh, Mario Odyssey, as I said. We've got Captain Toad okay. uh, as well. And um, I think that might be the only Mario's on the Switch. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of it. But I tell you what, 
like I've got really into Mario. I've got really into Mario um, in the last sort of three or four months. And like I say, I played it on the Game Boy, on Mario Land on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I played, oh, I had Donkey Kong as well. It was a yellow cartridge on the Game Boy. I had that as well. And then I've kind of just skipped over it and just been a PlayStation. Yeah. Fan, really. Like, and I kind of skipped over and didn't really play any of it. So I've had a lot of fun over the last three or four months going back and playing games that I've never yeah. played before. And I, I'm, I'm actually super addicted at the moment to Super Mario Brothers on the 3DS. It's okay. Literally all, it's literally all I do is ping this open and. Yeah. It's uh, so easy though. Mario is one of those games where it's like you don't really have to think too much. You just kind of have fun with it, you know. Yeah, that music. Yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I always, I can't, I can't do it now. But the like the ping, I used to love the ping. Do you remember that the ping when you put the cartridge in and it pings up? Um, no. I'll have, to go- I'll have to Google the sound effect. But uh, I just always remember that like first ping when the game boy comes on and just yeah i used to love having that game boy that was just what i loved about the game boy was different to the game gear was that the game gear was useless in terms of battery (laughs) like and basically i remember my cousin also had that and he used to have to constantly keep it plugged into the mains Mm -hmm. Um, but the game boy i think where nintendo went well was they didn't get to do the color route Uh, and they they brought color in later as technology advanced Um, but they stuck with like sort of the green and black didn't they and the basics yeah the basics and you're like get it out the door and but it worked and it it worked so well and it took off because it was essentially a portable device where the game gear wasn't portable uh it wasn't really portable because the battery power was just awful so Mm -hmm. um but no i i i agree with a lot of what we've heard in those videos you know it's fat he's a he's a family yeah and it's true it's a there's a mario for every generation like Mm -hmm. your your kids play mario you know like my i still love super mario brothers like i'm not that big of a fan of mario kart only because i'm really bad at it if i were any better at it maybe i would like it more uh but like i think it's so crazy that there isn't i cannot think of another singular video game like franchise that has the span that mario does like you can think about like Assassin's Creed, you know, Ubisoft does an Assassin's Creed every couple of years, but it doesn't have the fan base that a Mario has. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting that this video game character just kind of transcends so many different types of media and generations. Like, I mean, you've got 50 year olds all the way down to like five year olds that play Mario. It's crazy to think the evolution of the character from an arcade machine in 1983 to... You know, uh, to like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, the Wii, the the GameCube. The the, it even has its own theme park now. Well, yeah, like, and that's something I really want to go to. So I know it's in um, uh, Universal in California, Mm -hmm. and then it's coming to Universal in Florida. Or you can go to the one in Japan. Well, yeah, I know there's that as well. (laughs) Uh, I can't, I can't go to either very easily. Uh, Yeah. you you could, however, jump on a plane and go to California. Uh, I could. Is... I did just a couple of weeks ago. I know, I know. Oh, it's a shame you didn't go. Like, uh, uh... Yeah, not really that big on theme parks. Not anymore. I mean, ah, I don't know. Oh, but Mar- oh Mario. Like, I do want to go to Harry Potter World at some point. Next time I go to Florida, I'm going to Universal. I'm going, I'm going, no, seriously, I want to go to Mario. So me and Cookie from Just a Little Podcast have exchanging loads of messages about... Yeah. 
uh, Mario World because obviously yeah. he lives in Florida. Yeah, um, you just go crash on Cookie's couch, man, and y'all can road trip. He's three hours away from Orlando. I think we'll have to get a hotel. Um, but anyway, um, but equally, if I'm going to Florida, I think my wife and children will want to come with me. Yes, so I think so. Yes. I don't, unless we all stay on the cookies couch. Really. <laughs> um, and Cooper. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bring the dog. Like, <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, there's one last thing I want to show you. Uh oh. He got a figure, guys. I got a figure. I know this is podcast world. Uh, I'll stick a photo up on Instagram on my uh, that geek mark Instagram, um, and obviously if you want to watch the video on YouTube. But I bought this on uh, the week, well, the weekend on Saturday. So this is the Super Mario Brothers. It comes with a plunger. Oh my god! Oh, oh no. <laughs> this is the Super Mario Brothers figure from the movie. So that yeah, is I'm... too funny. Oh my oh, yeah. god. I okay, you sent me that picture, but like I don't remember seeing the plunger when I looked at that picture. I don't think that is so funny. I don't think I took a very good photo when I sent it to you, but uh, that I'll be honest, so this cost this cost 23 pounds sterling for this, which is like 25. It's like 120 dollars US. (laughs) No, it's 20, 20, about 25 dollars. And I'll be honest with you, I only bought that because I had a £20 voucher and I, I paid £3 of my own money. Yeah. Uh, I would never have paid 23 quid for that. Like, yeah. it's very overpriced for yeah. what it was. So. Are you just saying that so your wife can hear it when she listens later? No, no, no. She knows, she knows, she knows, <laughs> I, had a, she knows I had a voucher. Like, yeah. And, uh, so um no no, no I'm not but I, I but I did when I got it show her and said I used the voucher because yeah 23 quid 23 quid is a lot of money especially for what it is and I, yeah. you know what like after the movie this they'll be like half price or something um so they had a Luigi they had a toad and a princess peach but of the all the next one I want I, I clearly you've got to get Luigi but toad looked flipping awesome yeah, like, toad, toad. but I was like, because I, I was like, oh, I really want to get Toad. Toad looks so cool, and I was like, I can't get Toad and not get Mario. So, um, but yeah, no Mario. Honestly, this is a cool figure. That is so cool. Yeah, like that is a really cool figure. I like that. Like, I really want to get it out, but I don't want to take it out of the box. In our FB, <laughs> in our FB, you remember that episode of Dexter's Lab? No. Never remove from box in oh. our FB. <laughs> No, 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 I don't remember that. And um, but yeah, I, it's not coming out. Yeah. Um, if people want to send me uh, another one, yeah, uh, send Mark <laughs> Toad, guys. <laughs> but in short, like, well, I think both of us here, I think in summary, were not massively into Nintendo younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was, de- I had a Game Boy though. I loved the Game Boy. I loved Donkey Kong, and I loved uh, Mario. But I've like really weirdly and this was not planned for this episode at all but i feel like there's such a good build-up for now for this where i've like fallen in love with this franchise now in my 40s yeah and like but like, now I you get to share it as like a family experience though yeah yeah yeah. we've been playing mario kart together and yeah i might like my daughters actually will happily sit with me and watch mario like play mario odyssey or yeah play are you guys all going to see uh, the movie soon yeah so we'll go next week and see the movie um but like I can't, you know, the thing with the PlayStation is most of those games, I'll be honest, are adult level. Um, yes. And I can't sit here and play The Last of Us with my kids. No. So I can, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so 
but I can sit here and play Mario. Yeah. Um, I think, but so... I think Nintendo did a really good job of sticking to their bread and butter. They were like, this is going to be family fun and it has continued to be family fun. Like now you put, you can play it as a family, but at the same time, like if your family wasn't there, you were hanging out with your friends, like you could literally all hang out, have a beer and play Mario Kart and at 40 have like the best time, you know? Um, so let's talk about the movie, the main event, the main event. So super Mario brothers, the movie written by Parker Bennett, Terry Runte, Runte, uh, Ed Solomon, directed by Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. And it stars the late Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Harper, Samantha Mathis, Fisher Stevens, Fiona Shaw, and Richard Edson. I had completely forgotten Fiona Shaw was in this movie. Uh, I had as well. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I had to when when i started it, i put went on to imdb i literally gone to imdb every time i watched something to be honest um i'd forgotten and i was really sad i was like well hoskins is dead yeah i completely forgot i was like yeah. well, I was didn't like, dennis oh. hopper die too am uh, i making that up i can't remember now we better check that uh, yeah but anyway i was like the moment i saw him i was like i'm pretty sure he's dead but i had to yeah. double check and then when i did double check i was like oh. love bob hoskins uh, anyway, release date, 28th of May, 1993. So this ran for 104 minutes. It had a budget of four, well, let's just say around 45 million uh, yeah. on average. And box office, it made 38.9 million. Ooh, so womp, womp. It was a bit of a loss there. Yeah, so big one. Couple of mil- couple of mil- big flop. Critically uh, and just audience-wise, like, apparently nobody liked this movie, but I did. I did. But we'll talk about that. All right. So fun fact. Uh, I think it's interesting that Nintendo, we talked about this earlier about uh, Nintendo licensing out the rights for other game makers to make their versions of Nintendo, uh, the Super Mario games. But when they were approached, when Nintendo was approached for the rights to this film, Nintendo like literally was like, yeah, do whatever. We don't care. You have complete creative freedom to do whatever you want because they were so sure that their property was strong enough that it could withstand whatever someone else did to it. Now that is confidence. Like you are so confident in your game. You're like, it doesn't matter how bad your movie is. You can't fuck up our reputation. Uh, So I do love them for that. And uh, the first, the, the eventual screenwriters, it went through quite a few iterations, but the eventual script that we got um, they were inspired by films of the time, of the era, rather, like Ghostbusters, Die Hard, and Mad Max. So, I mean, it's I definitely fun- get some, like, Mad Max vibes and some Ghostbuster vibes from this film. It's quite funny to hear about people that have allowed their properties right. not to be handled by themselves. Yeah, and and, and Nintendo was completely up. hands-off. They were like, yeah, do whatever you want. It's fine. We don't care. I mean, look, look at what happened to Spawn. Like, yeah. Yeah, or like, or man thing yeah well every time people like <laughs> go yeah here's our property run with it yeah oh <laughs> yeah i mean even if you took away um the, the the games and the movies like adaptions of books how many times um have they just gone completely off of what was originally written yeah listen uh, one of the only book adaptations that turned out better than the book was forrest gump I haven't uh, read that. But... <laughs> All right. Another fun fact. 
So like I said, this went through a couple of different versions of a script before we actually got the film. The very first version was actually going to be very serious. It was like this odyssey, like existential crisis slash road trip movie um, that was going to be more of a serious drama and not at all a comedy. And the producer was like, no, <laughs> we are, we no, we're, just no, we're not doing that. And originally for that version of the Super Mario Brothers film, they had Dustin Hoffman in mind to play Mario. Can you imagine Dustin Hoffman as Mario? <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> okay, okay. So this one, I it's a trivia question. I'm throwing it to you, Mark. Can you guess any of the big names of this time period? Like, can you guess any of the other names that they had approached to be in this film? I don't know. I did read this the other day. But I've completely forgotten. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I actually did read it. Oh, I can't think. Oh, I can't think. You know, I think Josh Brosnan would be good in this. Like, uh, he would be good, Mario. Pierce Brosnan? No. Josh Josh Brosnan. You can't play Thanos. Oh, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Brolin, Yeah, I think he'd make a great Mario. He wouldn't be short. He's too tall. No, no, he wouldn't be short, but like, he (laughs) would make a good Mario. I think he would. No, because he's got the gruffness. Yeah, yeah. like he'd be good in this movie, but he wouldn't be short. Enough. Yeah. So okay, um, the the person I thought that they had in mind that was really good was Danny DeVito, was oh, one of their original yeah, choices yeah, to play no. Mario. Yeah, no, I remember. Obviously, that. Danny yeah. DeVito turned down the role. Um, and then this he, one. I'm glad he did. I'm glad well, he did. Yeah. So this one is not for Mario, but like they had approached these two guys to play, uh, Koopa King Koopa, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Michael Keaton. Can you imagine Batman also playing Koopa? I think Michael Keaton would have done it well. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger would have done it awfully. Um, Come on, he was Mr. Freeze. It it wouldn't have been a role for Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He he would have made it worse. Um, Oh my God, can you just imagine the accent? Like, I got such a kick out of reading that. I think Michael Keaton would have done a good menacing approach. Uh, yeah, I, I think he that, would have been a lot less campy than Dennis Hopper. I think Dennis Hopper was was campy, but also dark. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, and, I you know, believe did... it or not, Bob Hoskins did not want to take this role. Like when they when they offered it to him, he was like, no, like I've already done enough kid movies because he had done Roger Rabbit um, and he had done Hook. And he was like, I don't want to do any more kids movies. And they were like, no, but please, you're perfect. So, like, literally, they typecast him because he was short and stout. And they were like, but you would be a perfect Mario because you fit the part. Uh, literally fit. Yes, you. That, yes, exactly. Fit in that part. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, I, I. In honesty, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, do you know when you said all those things just now? Like Hook, I loved Hook. I loved Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And, oh yeah. man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but no, I love well, it. Yeah, and this film, yeah, he does, does sit the role. I think Danny DeVito probably would have been a good. Danny DeVito would have been a really good Mario. Um, I I think so. Yeah, I think Michael Keaton probably would have been a good uh, good Cooper. I think he plays the role well of villain. Mm-hmm. So uh, like Vulture, as we saw. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so a summary of this movie from IMDb is two Brooklyn plumbers, Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario, Mario and Luigi. Mario. Yes. Uh, 
must travel to another dimension to rescue a princess from the evil dictator King Cooper and stop him from taking over the world. Dun, dun, dun. Also, Very, like, uh, where does Daisy come from? Like, I always thought it was Princess Peach. How did we get Princess Daisy? Was there a Daisy in the games or is that just like creative license? I think that was, yeah, maybe they just didn't like Peach. Maybe. Okay. Fair. That's so, fair. Maybe in the game she's Daisy Peach. Oh, uh, she could be. I mean, I did not know that Mario had a last name uh, until I, I, this movie. I, I think they, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they, again, creative licensing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was weird to see Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <gasps> anyway, your thoughts on this movie, Jasmine? I love summary, it. A summary. It's, it's so stupid. It is so stupid. It is so bad. But it is, it's, it's one of those, like, fun bad movies like we've we've mm. been on a run of watching a lot of bad movies lately but like this is to me like fun bad um mm. i still laughed i still enjoyed it the same way that i enjoyed it when i was a kid um it's just like i don't know it's it's turn off your brain and just kind of enjoy it fun to me and it there's like a paper thin plot <laughs> uh but the characters are so endearing. Like, I really do like the relationship that Mario and Luigi have in the film. Um, the female characters don't really have much to them. Uh, but, you know, most of the films of that time didn't have good female characters to begin with. Um, but just like, I I think the only thing I wanted more of was if they were going to go into the game route, like they did with some of the bombs that mm -hmm. they had in the film, like I really would have loved more mushrooms. Like I just like, or, or other turtles, like just something, some other kinds of nods to the game. Um, and I, I think that is one of the biggest criticisms that a lot of people have of this film. It's like, it, it steps so far away from a lot of the game stuff, but that's, that's my one thing that I miss about this film. It's like, I wish, I wish there had been a little bit more of that. Uh, you know, like you, I actually really, I, I would say I love this film. I think mm -hmm. it's, I, I actually really like and enjoy this movie. Yeah. I, I, at the time, I didn't even question the fact that the the interpretation of this game was, so, sorry, film was so different to this game. It yeah. Didn't, obviously, <clears throat> the movie that we're going to watch next week. <clears throat> Very different. Taken, it's yeah. taken straight out of the game, straight yeah. out, you know, smack dab in the middle, you know. Yeah. And, and this is just such an inter, such a different interpretation. And yeah. I, I really enjoy the interpretation, and it it feels like the movies of this time, like you know, the original nine uh, was it nineteen ninety Turtles movie, and yeah, uh, it, it's got that whole similarity yeah. to it, that whole vibe about it, and. Mm -hmm. I, I really honestly I really enjoy so much of this film. I think the whole premise is great, all the alternate worlds thing, the yeah. um you know, the, the, the meteorite, yeah. just all of it. And I, I love how we've got these essentially modern, darker characters for all of them. And yeah, I, know, I just really enjoy the, the nods that we get, like Yoshi and yeah, uh, the Coopers and sorry, the Gumpers and and all. I don't know. I just think they they did really well with kind of the modernization of this uh, uh, this license essentially from the games. And yeah, 
let's be honest the games don't ever really have a story it yeah Mar- no mario, none. mario rescuing princess peach yeah and mario and luigi did have to marry prince uh, marry uh rescue princess peach the only thing i'd say they altered which i think was appropriate because considering the age of mario and luigi yes games, thankfully that, yeah which would have been creepy as uh, yes if, yes like if mario had been after princess peach i think yeah. they did well they did well to give mario his own love interest mm-hmm. and have luigi be the one after well princess daisy yeah uh, so I, I to be honest i enjoyed all of it i think it was great and when it ended i was like well, we'll talk about the ending in a bit but when it ended i was like i would watch a sequel yeah I, like, definitely like, and they left it wide open for a sequel too and i will so, say like one of the biggest differences from watching this when i was a kid to watching it again when i was a kid i was terrified of anything that had a lot of teeth so like i didn't like sharks like i didn't like alligators like i was always scared of anything that had lots of teeth and to me there were just way too many teeth in this movie like the goompas and their little tiny like baby lizard teeth freaked me out when i was a kid and then that scene when koopa turns into a dinosaur like he had way too many teeth in his mouth and i was like this is really freaking me out so like it was fun to watch it this time and be like, oh my god, remember when that scared you? And like now looking at it, it's like, God, it looks so stupid now. <laughs> um I, I I did watch this when it first came out, like you. Mm-hmm. And and I actually I have rewatched it a few times. It's oh, yeah. a film I've actually always enjoyed. And I think it is one of, like you say, the better of the bad movies. It's, yes. It fits, it fits in there with things like Howard the Duck. Yeah. Um and um it's definitely like spawn was terrible man thing was terrible Spawn was good um, i enjoy spawn <laughs> but this is oh, i think this is way better than spawn though like this this is on the howard the duck world i think oh yeah this is way better than spawn yeah crazy to think that spawn came out later and this, yeah um, that's embarrassing almost yeah. and also spawn i think probably had more money i can't remember now but uh anyway talk about the characters of the movie and i actually like you say so bob hoskins who played mario <laughs> i love it it even says on imdb mario mario mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, i noticed that when i was watching the credits i was like oh my god it really does say mario mario and luigi mario <laughs> so bob hoskins born in 1942 did die in 2014 and like you say he's well known for a variety of things so he played eddie eddie valiant in uh, who framed roger rabbit um uh, and he played uh, Smee. Uh, oh yeah, did you? I don't know if you knew this, but he played Smee in Captain Hook. Yes. Uh, sorry, in Hook. Sorry, in Hook. But he also played Smee again in a TV miniseries special that came out. I think it was on the Sci-Fi Channel uh, called Neverland. He played the same character in a oh. different thing. Interesting. Like, I, remember, I remember watching that like in, in, in 2011, thinking like, what on earth is going on? um and yeah it was in it was in loads of properties and uh, not all of them necessarily uh good but uh it was, it was in garfield as well so but anyway character of mario i think he played a really yes strong lead i felt like yeah he so, really does like he's the glue that keeps this film together yeah. Like everybody else is much younger and obvi- very obviously like inexperienced. Like I think they said that this was one of John Leguizamo's like first actual film roles. The producers discovered him when they went to watch his stand-up comedy show. And after they saw his stand-up comedy show, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to put that guy in this movie. Um, but like Bob Hoskins, for as serious of an actor as he is, like he just plays these over-the-top comedic roles really well. 
Oh, he was so, he he like gruff, annoyed. Yeah, you know, and and leadership qualities yeah. throughout as well. There's so many great moments, especially for me the the dance scene with the the with the Bertha bigger, sort of, with the bigger musty lady. Yeah, and I love the fact that like he takes a punch to the face. But actually, he turns that on its head and walks up to her and says, "Oh, can you do it again?" Mm-hmm. Like, and then she's like, "Oh, I like that." Yeah, right. and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and like, I'll be honest. If someone punched me in the face, I don't think I'd be going back. Can you go and do it again? Yeah, like, no, yeah, so. no. <laughs> um, so Luigi Mario is played by John. It was Amo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> he was born in 1960, and he is still alive. Um, yeah, he's in John Wick. Uh, so he he's known for various things, including Spawn. Oh clown. yeah, he was in Spawn. Yeah, yeah, he was in Moulin Rouge. Uh, My was, favorite oh, John Leguizamo Romeo, role, Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw oh, that. Uh, uh, but to Wong oh. Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That is my favorite John Leguizamo role. He was in Violent Night. He played Scrooge. <laughs> Like, uh, Violet Knight is quite funny. Um, any- oh, I didn't know this. He was in The Mandalorian. Anyway, um, I thought he was hilarious through this movie. Yeah, I love. I lo- I think, and I what I loved was that actually, whilst Mario was the glue, Luigi also was the heart and the inspiration. Yeah, for what led to the saving of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so his kind of faith interest belief whatever it is you know in the in the unknown the, yeah, yeah. The unknown the other worldly stuff which is very well built up i would say and i'll talk about the structure of writing in a minute but i thought it was very well built up for the character that our intro to him is watching one of those unexplained shows. yeah yeah it's like unsolved mysteries i used and to love yeah. that when i was a kid oh i used to love those but now i'm older i'm like no 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 i don't want to watch unsolved i want to watch solved mysteries yes exactly like, uh, i don't want to get to the end of it like what happened what? Like what, what happened? Yeah. Like, like, and uh, but I love that throughout the movie, he he's very like he, he clearly has a passion and a fire for Daisy. Yeah. Um, but also just for this mystery world that's going on, and mm-hmm. I love that that kind of ties towards the end where him and Mario get mentioned in one of those unexplained videos. Yes. Uh, but also his his constant thing about trust the fungus, trust the fungus. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Mario takes inspiration from his younger, more naive brother and it's like, trust the fungus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fungus like actually saves, yeah. saves him. Um, so, um, but yeah, just quickly, uh, I'll talk about the other two main characters and then we'll go. Uh, yeah. So Samantha Mathis, who plays... Daisy, Peach. very much uh, Princess Peach, <laughs> very much an actress of that day. So she was in Broken Arrow. Um, she was in one of my all-time favorite movies, Pump Up the Volume, which no, came out in 1990. What? Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, you should, oh see, you need, it's annoying because <laughs> if you watch it now, you won't have the nostalgia, and you'll say it's crap. Like, but like he man. He man is good no matter what year you watch it in. Like <laughs> Master, the, Master of the Universe is one of the best films ever made. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's become more of a TV actress now. She's got older. Um, yeah. But I, I love the fact that she plays the role twice: her mum 
and herself. As, oh, as I didn't notice mom. that she was her mom too. Yeah, they annoyed me later on when the 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 evil Cooper villain uh, wife walks into the room, going, "Which one of you is Princess Daisy?" It's like, fucking looks like her mom. Yeah, like, she literally <laughs> like she goes something like, oh, "You've got your mum's eyes." I thought, and her face, and yeah. her nose, and her mouth. <laughs> it's the same actress. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, I loved her spunk and and you know. Because I feel like she kind of drove this as well. I, and... Yeah. she And at the end, like, she didn't have to be saved. I, I really liked that about her. She was like, yeah. I got to stay. Like, these yeah. these are my people. I want to learn more about them. So I got to stay here. I think that that, that I loved. I, I, mm-hmm. I, it was, it was a, I saw it a mile coming. Like, even back then, it was obvious it was coming. But I loved the fact that actually, you know, Luigi and her did get the kiss. But actually, mm-hmm. Luigi, sorry. I got my people first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was great, and also her dad. Yeah, right, so. and Yoshi, and Yoshi. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the fourth big character in this movie, actor Dennis Hopper, who played King Cooper, born in nineteen thirty six, and unfortunately, I did look up just now, died in two thousand and ten. So shame. He's known for many things. Speed. Uh, do you know what? I was literally gonna say it. Right, okay. Easy Rider. Yeah. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Speed. Waterworld. The villain of Waterworld. Never like, saw. I couldn't get through Waterworld. I was like, okay, this is this is too much, Mel. <laughs> this is uh, too much. Do, do, do you know what? Like, it, it was destroyed, slated, whatever. I actually really liked that movie. So, uh, as a villain, I thought he did a good job. Like, yeah. you know, with like watching movie. it now, he reminded me very much of Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, couldn't I, shake that image. I love the intro that he comes in covertly, like, oh, I'm Lazard, Lazard, or Lazard's whatever. And then he goes Con- Condor, Dactyl, whatever, like all that is in, as in there, the partners. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was quite cool. And then I love the menacing look when they go, yeah, we want to talk to that Cooper clown. And he's like, you could see the look on his face mm-hmm. holding back the anger, which I thought was cool because you could see, I thought he did well with the facial expression of holding back the anger. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and like throughout it, I did think he handled campiness. And yeah. He was a good campy well. villain for sure. Yeah. And, um, and I, I don't know. Like I loved the, I didn't like the Balkan skull cousins. Oh yeah. Uh, like, now those uh, two guys have been in just about like anything you can imagine. They've got, extensive imdb like credits it's crazy like they have those kinds of faces where you're like i know that guy from somewhere and it's like yeah you've probably seen him in like 40 movies huge tv history both yeah so um but obviously those are the four main characters that that carry this movie i know we've got cooper's wife who is a strong english tv actress and and dudley's mom (laughs) um but of all of the characters and actors do you have a favorite yeah, Mario, Mario. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gotta be. Oh. I just like, I just love how, like, the Bob Hoskins is so great. Like, you never, ever, ever, ever hear his natural accent. It doesn't slip. It doesn't, like, nothing. He is some Joe Nobody plumber that lives in Brooklyn. And, like, you never forget it throughout the entire film. Like, he is very, like, he never, ever slips up. He puts so much into this part and it's kind of like you're putting a lot of effort into something that you know it's it's super campy to begin with but i just like how could you not pick him as your favorite he's definitely my favorite 
I was so like honestly, he's so good. When I was watching this, that's why I was a bit like, oh, what else has he been in? And went to it. Uh, wasn't he in Unleashed? I don't know what Unleashed is. I'm pretty sure he was in Unleashed. One of my favorite Bob Hoskins movies, and now like I can't remember the name of it, but it was uh, set during World War II in London, and Judy Dench ran this like brothel, and he was one of her financiers at the brothel. It's such a good film. He was in Unleashed. Came out in 2010, uh, 2005, sorry. Uh, starred Jet Li and Morgan Freeman um, and Kerry Condon. Uh, Condon. Um, amazing. But he's the villain. Bob Hoskins is the villain. Uh, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Unleashed. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, very much of, of that early 2000s and stuff. But like, so... I, I agree with you. I think Mario was really strong. Bob Hoskins did a really good job. Um, yeah, I, I loved him in it. I I think he is a strong actor in everything he's in. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you name it. Like Hook, I I loved him in Hook. I think to be honest with you, you can't watch something and not enjoy Bob Hoskins' performance. Yeah, uh, it's such a shame. Obviously that obviously we all go at some point, but I would love him to be here. And I actually was thinking with this Mario revival. Uh, that we've got going on right now yeah it's so cool if nintendo were like i'll go on and we'll finance a sequel like i mean uh, i really like would love it if i'm watching that movie and then i hear john leguizamo's voice as one of the characters in this movie see those are things they could do as well yeah um, for me i think princess daisy was my favorite okay i think she i think she was spicy at the beginning which i quite liked you know she stood up to yeah scapelli yeah, Scapelli is sort of the the minor villain of the movie. Yeah, and which I know I was quite cool that they had kind of like a an Earth based villain, um, mm -hmm. like a foil for Mario and Luigi in 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 Brooklyn. Yes, uh, because I, I plumbers cool. and conglomerate presidents ever <laughs> mingle on the same plane. <laughs> uh, so I love the fact that she's like stands up against them and. Mm -hmm. While she kind of does get sidelined a little bit once we end up in the parallel, um, you know, uh, Cooper world. Yeah. She does become her own. And I love the fact that she does, you know, stand up for herself. Yep. Up she for makes people. friends she, with Yoshi um, yeah. and Toad. Yeah. And I, yeah. And she's <clears throat> even, even the Gumpers, she, mm -hmm. she has sympathy for, but then stands up on her own in the end. And uh, I, I I love that whole thing. I love seeing a strong female presence. Yeah. And like you say, of that time, it was very minimal. But I think of that time, it was good to see a strong female presence. And between this movie and Pump Up the Volume, it did make me really kind of love her as an actress. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, that, yeah, she's my favorite anyway. Like, okay. All right. Have you got Have you got any thoughts on any other characters or? Um, no, not really. I mean, everything else was just kind of side characters and fodder for everything else that was going on. I, mm. I, I did like the dynamic, like, um, the dynamic between the two brothers, but also just the dynamic that we got with everyone else, like the way that the cousins and Koopa interacted with each other. Um, just, I don't know it for, for something that is so low budget, it just feels like nobody was phoning it in. You know how sometimes you watch a movie and it's like, I can clearly tell that you are just here for the paycheck. You're not even interested in making anything entertaining, but it just felt like watching this film this time around, like the people that were there wanted to be there. Yeah. I, I even if you, cause you said Bob Hoskins didn't really want to be in it. He didn't portray that. Right. Character. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that never came across on screen. Right. 
And Luigi, like the actor who played Luigi, um, John um, Leguizamo, actually, like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 him, uh, came across like he was enjoying himself. Yeah. So even Bob, Hall, uh, sorry, even um, Dennis uh, Dennis Hopper, he, he yeah. came across like he enjoyed that role. Yeah. Um, even the minor people, maybe it was a lot of fun on set. Yeah. Maybe um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you can tell normally if they're not enjoying themselves too. Yeah. So. I was chatting to a friend today who said, like, she works in a small office with, like, eight people. And she said, you can tell, like, when one person has a bad day, it ruins the whole office. Oh, that sucks. Uh, and, like, because it's so small. Yeah. Because like, it's so small. And you can imagine if it was a bad set and a bad vibe and people mm-hmm. didn't really want to be there, you'd feel that energy. Yes. And it feels to me like they got on well. So. Yeah. Um, right, okay, so the structure of this movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, 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 first, no. What do you think first about them? Just like the writing and and you know even just the, like how they set things up because I do think they set things up well. Like... I think they laid the structure well. I think a yeah. lot of the writing it just it's very kind of cliched. And again, like we keep saying it, but like it's of the time. Like it just it very much feels like the time frame that it's from the, it's not very original. There's not much to it. Like anytime somebody has a zingy one-liner, like you could have seen it coming a mile away. So I don't think that there's any kind of uniqueness or punch or anything like that in the dialogue itself. I think it's what saves this movie is the actor's interpretation of, of the script that they were given. Because I think just if you, if you take them out of it, I think this, this movie would have been even worse in in other people um, if they were behind the scenes. Like, I just, I don't think the writing is much to write home about. Like I said, I think they did lay out the structure pretty nicely. It was kind of cool that we got another dimension, how they explained how the other dimension got there. Like, the explanation of how we got from point A to point B, okay, sure. Like, if 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 obviously if i bought into dinosaurs evolving into humans like i am okay with <laughs> with the way that this is structured um oh damn there was one thing that uh, hopefully i'll remember it but like there was something that jumped out at me that was like now i can believe the dinosaurs but this is hard to believe oh i'm gonna try to remember it um so i think what i liked was and i i like the fact they had like you just said, they, I think they had a good structure, like an intro, like they mm-hmm. set up well, you know, the, the different dimensions. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it. The intro. Yeah. The one thing I couldn't get behind, I was like, there is no way that if they dropped that baby off at a covenant and the nuns opened it and it was an egg, they would throw that thing away so fast. There ain't no way no Catholic nuns would accept an egg. And then when it cracked open, they would take care of whatever was inside of it. Uh yeah i that see that bit stood out for me as a bit weird yeah um like <sighs> i thought the fact that they kind of showed the church panels and yeah yeah and, and it kind of didn't really fit them the tone of the rest of the movie because yeah. it was very much like you'd almost think is this you know satan's child or right or whatever you know it kind of had that whole horror-esque start mm-hmm. and then then we can Completely jumped away from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, I, I, so I, I've said this already about. I think they set up plot points quite well, like introducing the Ouija's fascination with the unexplained, which helped to set up that fight. Like 
that final battle at the end, well, with uh, not that it wasn't the final battle, but it was the one pre that with Cooper and he goes trust the fungus and then mm-hmm. uh, Capelli gets hit and stuff like that. There, there was, I think that I, I really like when they're doing clever things like that, they've mm-hmm. signposted you along the way, yeah. But because Mario is clearly not ever going to be a believer, like he on his own, he's not someone like that, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's quite a serious guy in honesty. Um, but see down the road because we, you know, we highlighted several times throughout this movie how how strong their their relationship is. You know, Mario was the mom and the dad to Luigi. Yeah, um, the brother, the uncle, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the brother, the uncle, everything. And to see the dynamic between the two of them grow throughout this movie. Yeah, you know, whilst it was obviously strong pre this movie, we got to see it really get strengthened. And I, I don't know, I really enjoyed seeing that strength between them. One of my favorite scenes, to be honest, was actually pre them going to Cooper's world, was when they were in the van and they did it again later on. But when they were arguing about which direction where to go. Yes. And, and later on again, how well this was, they played it and he, he t- deliberately told Mario to go the other way, yeah. knowing that he wouldn't listen to him. So that's how well they know each other. And I, I yeah. really admire, I think, the script you know, in this, how well they put this together. Whilst it isn't the best movie in the world, I definitely think that this is a, it was very strong in terms of its setup and world building and mm-hmm. character character building, I'd say. Um, intrigued me as well, the whole alternate world thing. And again, coming to setups where the mum died when she went back to go through the other world and like an avatar, like a, uh, stuff <clears throat> fell on her in the caves mm-hmm. but then later on Samantha Master's character when she finds the um, fossils saying they look like it had human features trying to be human mm-hmm. and obviously it was her human mum well not you know in a human body died who obviously was a descendant of a dinosaur mm-hmm. uh, so I thought that was pretty cool too like there's loads of little clever setups along the way and uh, and also just the little nods, like having Yoshi, the Gunther. Yeah, so. Yoshi. I really enjoyed that. So I don't know. I, I think I think they did a good job in in honesty and trying to do this together. And and I I, I love the banter between the two of them. Oh yeah, so, they sound very much like brothers. Brothers, yeah, yeah. Like real brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd cut or change? So, um, I. I mean, yes, but like not really. I I think they they did the best with what they had. I think it it worked. Um like I don't know. Um maybe if they were gonna put Big Bertha in there, give her something a little bit more to do than to just punch Bob Hoskins and then kiss him and then send him on his merry way. Um but not really, no. I mean, I think as a whole, this is pretty pretty solid. Uh, and like any favorite scenes? Yes, of course. When they finally put on these outfits and then they oh, get yeah, their video yeah. game colors. That was <laughs> so like the entire time I was watching the movie, like every time they showed up, I was like, why is Mario always wearing green? Like, it really pissed me off. I was like, why are you in green? You're not supposed to be in green. And then when they put him in that yellow suit, I was like, okay, now this is just bullshit. Like, why is he in a yellow suit? And then finally, finally, we get them at the end and they're blue and uh, they're red and green. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I love that part. Like, yeah. getting them finally in their, in their costumes. Yeah, yeah. 
But I like the fact that they didn't open in their costumes. Yeah. Because, you know, you think about most superhero origin films. Yeah. Like, that they, it, it's not until like the last It takes minutes. how you got to earn that uniform. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think it would have looked cheesy as hell. Like, uh, yeah, just everyday that. stuff. Yeah. And also be like Power Rangers. Like, if they say we're just wearing like a red t shirt and a green t shirt, and then like mm-hmm. they wear these later on, they'll be like, oh, it's Power Rangers all over again. <laughs> uh, so, although Power Rangers, I don't think, could come out at that point. But it is very, but it is very much a, an easy way out for a lot of people just to put them in the familiar car- uh, colors. Yeah. So that, like, it was good that they stayed away from the familiar uh, colors. So, um, what about you? What favorites do you have? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, uh, like I say, the, the banter between them in the, in the van. One of the things I like is um, in the lift uh, with the Gumpers, mm-hmm. um, where they start the dancing. Moving. Yeah. Yeah, the dancing. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like, uh, um, one of my favorite scenes actually is quite, um, well, I was going to talk about it in a minute actually, was the end actually, the final scene. Uh, it was kind of, again, a bit built up here. We knew that Daisy, we could see Daisy was going to stay. And then it jumps to how many was it four weeks later or something or yeah it's not uh, too too much time yeah, has passed yeah so when they're in the apartment watching the unexplained and I loved seeing Luigi's face when yeah. both the brothers are on the thing I love I love that whole thing and uh, Mario's girlfriend's making dinner and all that yeah and you you just know what's going to happen and then Daisy shows up at the door and she's like action packed dusty with like, this big ass gun yeah like honestly I love that scene and. Yeah. And that made me literally head to Google to look up sequel because I, I knew there hadn't been a sequel, but I was like, what happened? Yeah. Like, what actually? I love the fact that it does end on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't really need a sequel, but it was nice to end on a on a, on a cliffhanger in which she's like, but what? And then the bits in here that I really love, there's so much about this scene you could break down. And then she's like, you're not going to believe what happens, happened or whatever. And Mary's like, no, 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 I do believe it. Like, yeah. He starts, he starts he just grabs well, his belt. He's like, all right, what? let's suit up. But I love that he grabs his plumber's belt. Of like, course. Belt. Not, not a gun. Or nah, a, he didn't. No, he needs his, his tools, belt. man. Yeah. He needs a wrench. Like, he's just so much of a, of a plumber, like, that he applies it into real world, like, yeah. uh, in, or end of the world, so, like, thing. That yes. he, you know, his belt has saved the day. And and actually, you know, honestly, I love the fact that throughout the movie, how many times him being a plumber saved yes. the day. Yes, when like, he was like, ooh, Look, we're in this we're in this basement with all of this heating, but let's turn the heat off. <laughs> well, because obviously reptiles don't like heat. I was saying yeah. need heat. Reptiles yeah. love, need heat. So but yeah, I love the fact that they did bring their plumbing skills into the movie as mm-hmm. plot as continual plot points to drive drive the plot forward. It wasn't like, oh, it's two plumbers, okay, who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, somebody uh, even took a plunger to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. Just yeah. like how much they like create the plumber world uh, yeah. to their plumber skills into their world. Yeah, and I and and the rivalry between them and corporate plumbers as well. I think yeah, cool. Scapelli. Uh, okay, so what did you think about the end credit scene? Um, I can't remember. What, no, I didn't watch. I didn't go beyond the title. Aha! Yes, there's an end credit scene. I didn't know that. I yes! turned it off from the title. This was the first time I have seen it. Um, because I got up from like from watching it to go to the yeah. kitchen, and then all of a sudden I heard talking again, and I was like, "What the hell?" Um, so the end credit scene is what they say. They said that this movie was hinting at being a prequel to the games. 
And well, so at the the end credit scene is two Japanese men in uh, someone's living room and they're saying, hey, what's it going to take for us to turn your story into a video game? We'd really, really like to make your story a video game. What should we call it? And it's the cousins. It's not it's not the Mario Brothers. It's the cousins. And they're like, the Koopa cousins. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, It's like a throwaway line, but like but also, I can see why you didn't know it was that, like, it's it's not, uh, 93 was not really a big, like, in-credit scene era. So, like, I was not expecting there to be anything, which is why I got up and left the couch. I've never known there was an in-credit scene, or mid-credit scene, or in-credit scene, or whatever. Like, it I, comes I, at I, the I, very, I, very end of the credits. It's very oh, end. Oh, never would have got that far. Yeah. So, I bet most people wouldn't have done. Most I know. I, like I said, so. this was the, I've seen this movie a bajillion times, but this was the first time I saw the in-credit scene. Oh, that's annoying. I'm gonna have to put that on now. Yeah, you're gonna have to check it out. Uh, so, the Koopa um, cousins. <laughs> oh, that's actually that would actually be really funny. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, like obviously the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger I saw, obviously with Daisy coming back, you know, you could, don't believe it, whatever. Maybe go to Google and be like, well, what happened? Like, why was there no secret? And what did Google say? Well, I found a website. It's one of those fandom ones. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. And it was can uh, it was cancelled for it gave it gives nine reasons. Uh, okay. So uh, the first one was the negative reviews. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the second one was many of the stars of the film called the first one a nightmare. Okay. Oh, oh darn. Okay. Number three, it was a box office failure, which we yes. said. Uh, yes. Number four, Bob Hoskins expressed no interest in returning to the role. I believe that. Uh, John um, Leximo uh, went on to other projects instead of coming back, so he clearly didn't want to come back either. Uh, Hollywood Pictures. Booked busy. Yeah, Hollywood Pictures um, produced. Oh, okay, this got a big one. The company that produced it went out of business in April 2007. Ah, okay. Quite a big one. Uh, the film number seven. The film led to Nintendo withholding the live-action movie rights to all their properties for over twenty years. <laughs> See, that's what you get for saying creative license. Do what you want. <laughs> um, number eight. The movie famously stuffed through a hellish production that saw it go through constant rewrites. I mean, that must annoy a lot of the actors. Well, yeah. Are... Like, can you imagine you spent all night reading a script you get to set, and they're like, "Oh, here's your new script." Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, and then number nine. Apparently, Bob Hoskins nearly lost his life on two separate occasions on the set. Yikes! Um, so, which made the writers very off the mood to make a sequel. So, I mean, if you got me in unsafe working conditions, that don't make me want to come back either. Right. Not even as Mario. Uh... No. <laughs> No, uh, I think there's quite a few reasons there, but let's be honest. Money, money. It mm-hmm. didn't make enough money. It didn't even make back. It didn't make its well. budget back. Yeah, and and I think those are the two biggest things. Let's be honest. With all of those things aside, forty million budget. If it had made hundred and fifty million, there would have been be five fun. by now. Oh, there would have been definitely. Well, back then there would have been at least two more sequels. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
at least two more. Because, I mean, if you think about it, same quality of films probably would have been made, but hoping to recapture that. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at the screams. They're made for next to nothing. And they right. Make, like, they make, like, 100 million easily every time. They're made for, like, 20 mil and make, like, 100 mil. So it's like, yeah, okay, we'll go to the keep bashing these out. Yeah. Um, it, it, I can't imagine. You know, 40 mil was quite a cheap budget. Yeah, so, but look at the difference. So look at the difference. Like, in some of these, I don't know. Like, this movie had a $40 million budget. And when we look back at Spawn, Spawn probably had a similar budget. Spawn did make a lot of money. I think Spawn made like 70 or 80 million. It made its budget back, but it was just, critics hated it. Um, But like, just the difference in practical effects versus relying so heavily on special effects, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you you don't have a big budget, this kind of movie is the way to go because they did, I mean, they still did have special effects, but like they did a mix of practical effects with special effects. Mm-hmm. And like, you just get more bang for your buck. And to me, I mean, you know, obviously it, it didn't go well in 93, but like in 93, I loved this movie. I thought this movie was amazing. And like, it's oh, still so that. fun to watch now, you know? I don't know. I mean, I just, I think if if you know how to spend your money, then you can make a, you can make a decent film on a, on a smaller budget. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, well, yeah. I mean, there's so many evidence of uh, like, oh crap. You know, there's so many films that they've made over the years, like those. Um, what do they call it? Camera movies. You know, where it's all filmed on like a camera. Oh um, yeah, like Blair Witch Project or something yeah, like, like that. Blair, yeah, like, like yeah, like Blair Witch Project, or there was that um, film uh, where it's part of that weird connected franchise. Um, like each movie is different. Oh first. yeah, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. So the first Cloverfield yeah. was handheld footage again. That blew up. The found like, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found footage. That's it. Like so many found footage films that are made on nothing. Yeah. And, and then they like bank two hundred million. You know, yeah. they're made on like five mil. And like, yeah. it's crazy how many found footage films that do so well. Yeah. Uh, but do you have any estimates on how much money you think this Mario film is going to make? The new one apparently there's already i'm seeing good reviews are coming in um, i think it's going to be a, a half a mil to 750 if not above that i think this is going to make a lot a lot of money um yeah 750 million maybe yeah maybe it could do that maybe yeah more than that i reckon yeah so Whilst a lot of people were not pleased that Chris Pratt was in it, people seem to still be going and watching. Yeah, it. I mean, so, I'm still going to be going. So, well, yeah, yeah we're going to go. We're <laughs> yeah, gonna both go and watch it. But I, I, I probably regard okay, even if you ignore Chris Pratt and it was just an unknown actor that I didn't know, I'd still probably go. Yeah, me too. Um, I do think they could have got the voice more like the game, like they've <laughs> done with Disney property. Yeah. It is what it is, I guess. So um, before we end this out, though, I uh, actually just thought about something that was I'd be interested to pick your brains on. One of the things I found was weird was for the fact that they made such a big deal about Cooper and everyone living in kind of poverty, run down, mm-hmm. you know, that they're desperate to get to the human world because they feel yeah. like that's where the golden tick is. Uh, they've got a lot of advanced technology. Um right. So they've got these cool boots. They've got this evolve, devolve machine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously they've got the ability to even they've got I don't know how they did it now, but the ability to walk between worlds. And um I just wanted like there's a few bits in there. What's your thoughts on technology? Do you have a favorite technical item? Um it's a toss up between the boots and the bomb. Oh, the little bomb at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like I like I think I like the bomb because like everybody was so terrified. Everybody. Like they saw this little thing walking across the street and this guy stops his car, gets out and runs. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, but everybody knew that it was like this bad thing. So I, I think I really enjoyed the bomb. I think I, I love the boots. I, I really the boots the are boots cool. when they came out. Like I thought they were really cool. How you just, I don't, they didn't fly far, but they kind of took you off a little bit. Yeah. So I thought they were really cool. So uh, yeah, I did the like boots, the boots. I would love a pair. Well, I'm sure that they are out there somewhere. The truth is out there, Mark. The boots hopefully are out. Maybe maybe we'll look it up. They're probably a lot of money. I'm sure they're on eBay somewhere. Somebody's got some. It's like I always want the um, Back to the Future 2 Nike boots Mm -hmm. uh, and the hoverboard. Yes. I would Um, hurt myself on the hoverboard. I just know it. (laughs) Like I, I do not have the balance for anything like that. Unfortunately, it's not a real hoverboard. So I just, I still, I, I don't even think I can't ever get two feet on a skateboard. Like I can push and just like keep pushing with the other foot, but like I can never get both feet on the skateboard at the same time. <laughs> I think even if it was flat on the ground, you're saying you'd fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I am very um, clumsy. <laughs> so with this, like, it's the ratings time, and. Obviously, you could rate it for then, and you could rate it for now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I enjoyed it then as much as I do now. Same. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm still going five. Like I, because even back then when it came out, I knew that it was not like good by normal standards. Yeah. But that never that never dampened my enjoyment of it. And mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way now. Like I've seen this movie countless times, but it's just like. I just never get tired of it. Like I, I really, really enjoy this film. I mean, again, I acknowledge that it is, you know, it's it's bad, but I love it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I wasn't sure where to put my grade, but I am going to agree with you. You've talked me up. Yes, uh, I'm going to go yes. for a five. <laughs> I love this movie back then. I loved it now. I admit, yeah. it's not a good movie. Yeah, but... and that's the thing. Like, as long as you understand, like I fully understand that this is not oscar worthy by any stretch of the imagination but like i don't care i like it why not like why couldn't it win oscar no i'm joking yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh anyway uh right so i enjoyed that like it was good that was fun it was a nice trip down memory lane this is one of our longer episodes but we were reminiscing about mario because mario obviously has been part of both of our lives for at least 30 years at least i was I was more Sonic younger, but it's weird that I'm okay. like Mario now. Okay, so. okay. Well, no, I don't hate Sonic. But like, I mean, uh, I I only had one friend that had a Sega. So I only ever got to play Sega like once or twice a year. So it was not like a thing. And t- until the Sonic cartoon. Now, when Sonic cartoons came out, I was obsessed with the Sonic cartoons. I loved them. Oh, we'll talk about them in a few weeks. Shortly. But... 
Um, anyway, so next episode, we will be reviewing the Super Mario Brothers movie 2023, which is the mm-hmm. Chris Pratt version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's not being Chris Pratt in the movie and is being Mario. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you can follow us on social media. We're Geeks and Nation everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Good journey. Good journey.